Do you know which numbers can help you grow your maid service to the max? Cleaning industry expert Tom Stewart has been in the industry too and knows just how hard you work. In this talk, you will learn what are KPIs and which you should be tracking in your business, how to calculate these KPIs for your business, and most importantly, how to actually use those numbers to manage and grow your maid service. Hi, my name is Tom Stewart. I'm CEO of Castle Keepers House Cleaning. I would like to thank Amar for the opportunity to participate in the inaugural Maid Service Success Summit. I think that this is really a neat idea of using technology to stream quality content to cleaning business owners. I mean, this is kind of like being at a convention without actually being at a convention. I love the idea. It's efficient, and um, I hope to see a lot more of this happening in the future. Let me tell you a little bit about my company, Castle Keepers House Cleaning is a house cleaning service, not too different than, than yours, I would imagine. Uh, we currently have six branches in various parts of the country. Our home office is located in Charleston, South Carolina. We perform a lot of the management activities for all our branches in Charleston. We do our sales, we do our customer service, we do our recruiting, our HR functions, all of our accounting, all of our payroll. We do all that here in Charleston. Um, the idea is to get economies of scale and, and take uh, professionals who are really good at those activities and leverage those talents over multiple branches. We use some pretty innovative technology to do that along with some uh, business processes that we've been developing over the years. It's a pretty cool thing and it's uh, uh, a program that we're excited about and we're going to be adding more branches that we move forward. In addition to Castle Keepers House Cleaning, we've got a few other things that we do all related to the house cleaning industry. Um, I'm partners with Derek Christian in an online publication for house cleaning companies called Cleaning Business Today. I hope you've uh, heard of it. Um, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about that uh, later in the program. I'm also partners with Derek and Liz Trotter in a uh, program, not a program, a company that was formerly known as Cleaning Business Builders. Uh, we've recently rebranded as Castle Keepers Institute. The focus of, of this business is to help uh, train and professionalize the cleaning industry. Uh, CBB's main focus was developing programs for other cleaning business owners. We're still going to do that, but we're expanding our mission with Castle Keepers Institute to include uh, developing leadership and, and talent and, and teams within organizations. Uh, that's a strategic need for Castle Keepers House Cleaning. So. We're taking what we learned there and we're going to be offering that and sharing it with the industry. Kind of an open source approach. The more people that see what we're doing and can take what we're doing and make it better and share, we'll all get better together is, 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 is the approach that we're taking. So um, one of the things that we're doing at Castle Keepers Institute that I want to tell you about is a program that we're doing in Charleston in August 22 through 24. Uh, we're doing actually two programs over that three-day period. Uh, we're doing an HCT certification course, and that's a course, if you haven't heard about it, it basically gives you all the um, non-cleaning things. I mean, there's cleaning stuff in there, too, but it's, it's really a lot of the, the, the information that a, a cleaning professional ought to know if they're going to, to, to be working in this industry. The science of cleaning, safety, surfaces, uh, equipment, it, it's like uh, 10 different parts. It's a two-day program. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but I can promise you that if, if you have an interest in, 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 in professional house cleaning, you'll never look at, at house cleaning the same way after taking that program. And it's something I think every cleaning business owner should certainly, certainly take. Um, 
We're also doing a program uh, based on our Foundations of Success course. One of the programs that uh, CBB is most known for is our Foundations of Success. We run a really big uh, mansion on the beachfront here in Charleston to fill it up with cleaning business owners once a year. Just got through doing that in March. Well, what we've done is take like the best of that program and crunched it down into a one really intensive one-day program. And Liz and I are going to be offering that on the uh, 24th of August. If you have an interest in these programs, you can find out more at castlekeepers.com forward slash CKI. As a participant of the Mage Service Success Summit, you can get a 10% off discount by using a discount code MSSS, Mage Service Success Summit, MSSS. It expires August 3rd, though, so if you can do that, I would encourage you to jump on our website now as you're thinking about this and go ahead and sign up for those programs and use uh, that success code, or the uh, discount code, rather. Um, some of the information I'm sharing you, with you here today, I'll, we're going to be going over again in a little more detail in, in that uh, foundations program. So that being said, let me go ahead and jump into my presentation. Um, part of uh, what I do is on the operations side. That's probably where I, I spend a lot of my attention. And numbers, uh, we call them KPIs, Key Performance Indicators, is certainly a big part of that. I often have people ask me, you know, what are the most important numbers I need to be tracking? Well, what I've uh, done is boil that down into what I call the big three, and that's what we're going to be talking about here today. The first one is weekly recurring revenue. If you're growing your house cleaning business, you can do it by selling one-time jobs, but it's uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, we believe that if you uh, can get really good at selling uh, recurring jobs, people who want their home cleaned every week, every other week, then you'll be able to scale and grow your business uh, in, in a way that will be more profitable and easier to manage. A second number is payroll percent to revenue. Your, the payroll that you, you pay the technicians that are cleaning your homes is the largest expense that you have in your company. And managing that closely on a daily and weekly basis will make you more profitable. I'm going to show you a, a, a way to do that. And finally, knowing what your break-even number is. You know, you clean a lot of homes over the course of a week, over the course of a month, but do you really know how many homes you need to, to clean in order just to cover your expenses? And how much money are you going to be making after you break even off of each additional home you clean? Those are important numbers for you to have, and if you have them, you can use it to manage your business and coach uh, the people in your business so they're watching those numbers too, and you will uh, be more successful. So let's jump into the uh, recurring revenue. Um, customer stack is really the concept with, with recurring revenue. So let's just go through an example. Let's pretend that you're gaining one weekly customer a week. When I say gain, that's not just a sale. That's the difference between customers you gain minus the customers you lose. Say if you do that math and the net difference is one weekly customer a week, pretend you're doing that. And just to keep the math easy, pretend the customers are paying $100 per cleaning on the average. Well, if you know those were assumptions were true, at the end of the year, your weekly revenue would be $5,200 a week higher than what it was at the beginning of the year. 52 weeks in a year times $100, that's $5,200. So every week, whatever your weekly revenue was, a year from now, it'll be $5,200 a week more. That's a lot of money. 
more importantly, if you took that incremental gain and was pretend you're throwing it in a cookie jar, at the end of the first year, that would be an extra $137,000, almost $138,000. If you graph it, or excuse me, and at the end of the second year, it would be twice that because you're making $5,200 a week more times 52, that's $170,000. That's over a quarter of a million dollars. If you graph it, it looks like this, with the revenue gain being 137 the first year and 270 every year after that. And that's just for a $100 a week gain, one, one weekly customer, if you will, using, using that scenario. So how do you track that? Let me show you. Um, we built a, a simple spreadsheet, and I'm going to show you where you can find these spreadsheets. These are all in Cleaning Business Today and what we call KPI videos. Um, but here's an example of, of what the what this spreadsheet would look like. And the first column is just making a note of is it a gain or is it a loss as it pertains to a customer. So the first row is, say, Miss Jackson added service, and she signed up as a weekly customer paying $120 a job. That's the revenue per job um, column. So the jobs per week for a weekly customer is one. They're getting cleaned every week, one job per week. So the weekly revenue is the one job per week times $120. So it's $120 weekly revenue. Pretend that we also sign up a customer that week, Mrs. Jones, but she only signs up for every other week service. So jobs per week for somebody that goes every other week is 0.5. They're not getting cleaned every week, it's every other week. So on the average, that's a half a job a week for Miss Jones. So that half a job times 135, say she's paying for, per job in this example, translates into $67.50 in weekly revenue. Pretend we, got a, pretend we have a Miss Baker, she signs up for monthly. And when we do monthly, what we really are talking about is every four-week service. So that would be a 0.25 in terms of jobs per week times $150 in this, week, in this uh, revenue per job example. So that would be $37.50 a week, 0.25 times 150. So all of those are gains. But you don't, you know, over the course of the week, you're going to lose some customers too. In this example, uh, the last row has uh, Miss Smith and we got her as a loss. She's a bi-weekly, so that's 0.5. Pretend she was paying $125 a job. So 0.5 times 125 is 62.50, but we've got that as a negative number because that's gonna come off your weekly revenue because we lost her. So the number, I'll get my head out of the way, in terms of the net weekly gain is 162.50. This podcast is brought to you by ZenMade. Now, if you need help with your automation or if you're frustrated with the amount of time that scheduling is taking you currently, you need to visit ZenMade.com. We started over six years ago building simple software for cleaning businesses just like yours. If you take a look at the site, you can see all of the things that we're working on, all of the feedback that we get from our audience from this podcast podcast, from the Facebook group, from all the other places. So if you're interested, again, zenmade.com and take a look at what we've been working on. So once we get our weekly gain, we need to be able to track what our gain is week after week after week. And there's a second spreadsheet that we have for that. So the example we just did was week one, it was 162.50. The cumulative, since it's the first week, is the same number and the total cum is the same. 
Let's go to, to week two. Say we did the same process for week two, but the gain came out to be only $75. Well, the weekly cumulative is the 75 added to the 162, but the total cumulative is the total amount of money, the money in that cookie jar that we were talking about, and that is the 162 plus 137, or $400 even. So you can see over the course of week after week after week, um, if we're gaining numbers, these numbers go up, but like in week three, we didn't. We lost $50 in weekly revenue, so my QM weekly went from 237 to $187, so that's a down on my weekly gain, but guess what? My cumulative still goes up because I'm adding these three numbers together to get that. So two different spreadsheets to track uh, recurring revenue. And if you're doing this week after week, and if you have your team focusing on this, and if you're focusing on this, and you've got a goal of making a, a revenue gain on a weekly basis, you'll work harder to get that extra sale, to get that extra recurring customer on the board. You'll work harder to take that one-time job and try to convince them to, to sign up for recurring service. When you have a recurring customer that wants to leave your service, you'll work harder or your staff will be working harder to try to come up with some other way to keep them on the schedule. Maybe they can't afford weekly service, but maybe you can get them to sign up for every other week service or every four week service. So that's really the magic that happens when, when, when you're tracking this and doing this. Now, the bad news is the bigger you get, the harder it is for you to continue to grow and stack that weekly recurring revenue. And the reason for that is pretty straightforward if you think about it a little bit. You're able to add customers in kind of a linear basis. You're able to do you know so many quotes and convert so many of those into to recurring customers, but you lose customers as a percentage of the total recurring customers you have. Said another way, the more customers you have, the more customers you have to lose and the more customers you will lose. In our example, pretend you've got a small company that's just kind of starting out, but they're doing uh, 10 estimates. In this case, let's say they're, they're doing this on a, on, a, on, a, on a monthly basis. So 10 estimates times 40%, uh, they're getting a close rate of four homes gained. Um, say they have 20 recurring homes that they already have on the board and they have a loss rate of 5%. I'm using 5% loss per month for recurring customers because you know, we've been we do a lot of coaching, a lot of consulting with a lot of different businesses and 5% is probably about average. You can do a little bit better than that. You can do quite a bit better than that in certain markets if you're really really good. Um, but you're never going to get it to zero. People die, people move. You're always going to lose a certain amount. If it gets much higher than five, though, you really your costs are going up, and it's really hard to stack revenue when it's when it's a big number. But in this case, we got 20 times 0.5, which or 0.05, 5%. That's one home lost. So I gained four on the sales side, lost one. That's a net gain of three. Okay. So moving forward in time, our business is bigger now. We're still doing 10 estimates with a close rate of 40%. So we're gaining four homes. But instead of having 20 homes, we've built it all the way up to 200 homes. But at a 5% loss rate, 5% of 200 is 10. So I'm still selling at the same rate, and my quality is still the same. I'm still losing only 10% of my recurring homes per month, but instead of gaining three, I'm losing six, the difference between the 10 and the four, just because I've got more homes and more homes to lose. 
So when you graph it, it looks kind of like this. That um, when you're starting out, you can grow quickly. And the bigger you get, the flatter the growth curve becomes until it kind of gets flat. So the only way you can keep that growth curve going up is to either you know, do more quotes, get a better close rate, or reduce your loss rate. And you want to continue to raise your bill rate per job. That'll push it up a little bit too. That's an important part of it. But when you're starting off and that growth curve is, is, is real steep, it's really easy to uh, start thinking that, you know, you're just going to grow and have a really huge business. And a lot of times we get disappointed before we get to that point because of this effect of how um, you really, you know, have more customers so you have more customers to lose. Okay, let's talk about payroll to revenue just a little bit. If you just take a look at, at your expenses as a company and break it down into three parts, um, your direct labor part, and that's the part that you're paying the people that are cleaning homes for you, is typically your largest part. In this example, um, it says 60%. That's maybe a little bit larger. I mean, it depends on the, your business model. You know, that number can be, you know, smaller, and you would want it to be smaller in a lot of examples. But if you've got a really thin business with solos and not much overhead, um, with ICs, for instance, that would certainly be, be a good number. It could even be... Uh, be, be bigger. But whatever it is, it's going to be the biggest biggest expense that you have. You're going to have another part for indirect labor. Those are people that are managing the business for you, doing sales, answering phones, bookkeeping, HR, whatever. You got another part just called other. That's uh, operating expense, if you will. Um, your rent, overhead, some of your insurance, things of, of that nature. Um, so with the payroll, direct labor payroll being the biggest part, how do you really break that out and, and, and figure out what that looks like and figure out what that number is as a percent of the revenue that you're generating each week? The easy way to do it is to, to, to build a spreadsheet. And here's another spreadsheet that, that, that we have. And uh, just every week you take your total payroll and plug it into to a column. And then next to it you plug in the amount of payroll that goes to your office staff. Well, we use the term indirect labor. Those are people that, that, that are getting paid, but they're not cleaning homes. They're not generating any revenue. Take the difference between those two. That's your direct payroll. So you take the direct payroll, divide it by the revenue for that week. It gives you a percentage. Why do we do a percentage? We do a percentage because that direct payroll to revenue should be fairly constant week to week. For every home you clean, you're going to be paying somebody to clean it, so those numbers should be going up together, and the ratio should be fairly, you know, close, you know, should, should be fairly the same week to week. And what you want to do is manage that to figure out how to get that ratio as low as you can by being more efficient, scheduling in ways where there's less drive time, training your people on how to, to be more productive while they're cleaning using uh, tools you know, like aprons and, and high-performance vacuum cleaners and all the techniques you can learn in the HCT certification program. All of those are things that will help you be more productive and make that ratio of payroll to sales be lower, which means you're actually making more money per job. 
This podcast is brought to you by ZenMade. If you need help with just about anything in your maid service, make sure to join the ZenMade Mastermind on Facebook. We have a community that has over 4,000 maid service owners just like you who are struggling with things daily, who are sharing their wins daily, and uh, asking for help. So if there's absolutely anything that we can help you with, just go to the ZenMade Mastermind on Facebook, request to join, just answer the three question survey, and you'll be in within a couple of hours and you can make some friends in your area, all that stuff. Let me uh, take just a, a, a minute here and show you um, where you can find some of those spreadsheets. There's a uh, website that I was telling you about the publication that Derek and I do called Cleaning Business Today, cleaningbusinesstoday.com. If you click up here and just type in KPI and search It'll bring up all these videos, and um, it doesn't really matter which one. There's a ton of them, but you can play them. They're, they're YouTube videos, and they show you how to build all these spreadsheets and plug the numbers in and to, to, to measure your KPIs. It's, uh, it's pretty cool and um, pretty useful. So if you're interested in learning more about this, I would, would, would encourage you to, uh, to do that. Let me uh, get back to where I wanted to be. While I'm doing this, I want to encourage you to give uh, consideration to our class here in, in August. And again, it's castlekeepers.com forward slash CKI. We're going to be talking more about these numbers. If you find this information interesting, you'll, you'll, you'll want to come. We'll uh, be working more in terms of, of how you can use KPIs to, to, to grow your business. Um, Break-even analysis. What we're trying to do here is figure out, um, out of every dollar we generate, how much of it goes to cover the cost of that particular job, primarily going to pay the cleaners. Um, there's a term called cost of goods sold, KOGS. You can see it here in this simple uh, profit and loss statement or income statement. Those numbers are variable. You take the difference between your revenue and all these variable costs associated with cleaning the home the direct labor, your workers' comp, and taxes, the transportation. And what I call those variable is if you clean one more job, all of those costs are going to go up a little bit. You're going to be paying a few more hours for cleaners, or your insurance associated with those hours is going to go up a little bit, and somebody's going to have to drive there so your transportation cost goes up a little bit. Cleaning supplies is part of it. You're going to use a little bit more in, in, in cleaning supplies. Um, so the difference between your revenue and your cost of goods sold is what we call gross profit. Gross profit can be one of two things at that point. First, it goes to cover all your other expenses, people working in your office, your rent, all of those things. And once all that's paid, gross profit becomes money that's profit, you know, you know in a theoretical sense, going into your pocket. So that's why you want to break it out that way and look at it that way. So the math is pretty simple. Here, all those other expenses that, that are not as variable are fairly fixed. The example, they're $30,000. If I take that and divide it by 
my gross profit percentage, which is basically the gross profit, 38,000 divided by 100,000, because that's percent to revenue. You divide your, your operating expense by your uh, gross profit percent to revenue, it gives you a dollar amount, 78,978 in this example. That's your break-even revenue. In this model, if you generate that much revenue each month, you should be breaking even. You know, this is an estimate. As you know, your true expenses go up and down a little bit each month for a lot of reasons. So this isn't exact. But for a lot of things you're doing for measuring your business, it doesn't really have to be exact. You have to, you know, just have a material understanding, just enough understanding. You know, a lot of times estimates and, and, and ballparks will work. And this is kind of an example of that. It's a, it's a good number, but it's not going to be, be exact. So let's talk about how we can take our payroll to revenue number and tie it into this cost of goods sold idea to find the break-even number because getting this cost of goods sold number on a, on a really frequent basis is kind of hard. You know, most of us use QuickBooks, but keeping all that current and getting that together is something that you're not gonna, gonna probably do on a weekly basis. But getting your payroll to revenue on a weekly basis is really pretty easy because we already showed you that spreadsheet. So this is another thing that you do with your payroll to revenue. I'm gonna show you an example. Let's pretend that your payroll to revenue is 50%. Uh, let's pretend that all your taxes and uh, insurance is, uh, is another 16%. So if you do the math, that would be 50% times uh, one plus, you know, the 16 in that case. So your, your loaded labor, if you will, goes up to 58%. So that's, you multiply whatever your revenue is times point five eight, and that would be giving you what your gross pay is plus, you know, all the labor. Supplies and transportation, let's pretend that's an extra 4% on the average, and I wouldn't calculate that on a weekly basis. I would just kind of use that as a constant. So if I take one of the approximate number for my gross profit, that would be one minus my 58% plus 4%, which gives me back to my 38%, which was what we had on the uh, profit and loss statement that we were looking at earlier. So what's the point? I'm not going to do that financial statement thing every week and go ahead and be, uh, you know, calculating, you know, what my gross profit is and am I breaking even or not, but I can definitely do my payroll to revenue number really quick. And if I have that, I can then figure out, am I generating enough revenue and am I being efficient enough in terms of managing my labor to be making money? This is kind of how the model works in a, in a graphical sense. The break-even scenario had me doing 78000 almost $79,000. It flows down into this first bucket called cost of goods sold. Direct expense is what this says. And before we calculate in our example, it was 62%. So 62% of that $79,000 is going to be lost in that first bucket, leaving 30000 left over to cover all of my operating expenses called you know, the indirect other. So the 30,000 wipes out the 30,000 other expense that leaves zero profit. <clears throat> didn't make any money, didn't lose any money. 
Here's another way of looking at it, and this is another spreadsheet that you can find on Cleaning Business Today by searching KPIs, where you can take your break-even revenue, and if you know what your average bill rate per job is, in our example, we made the math easy, it was 100, but it, you know, it's not going to be exactly 100, it might be 125, 150, but you divide your revenue by your average bill rate per job to get the number of jobs you need to to, to perform, you need to clean within a month in order to break even. In this example, it's 789 um, a month. I take a month, if I want to figure that out on a weekly basis, I divide it by 4.333. A lot of times we're loose with that number and we just say, well, there's four weeks in a month. But actually, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. You take 52, divide it by 12 months, it comes out to be 4.333. Don't ever forget about that 0.333, that does matter. So you divide uh, the, the, the 79,000 by 4.33, that gives you 18,000 and change or 182 jobs. Divide that by five, assuming a five day work week, it gives you 3,644 uh, revenue that you need to be generating every day to break even or 36 jobs. Why is that important? It's important because you really make money in the margins. Most of the homes you clean every day is just cover that operating expense and make sure that, that all your bills are being paid. If you're going to make money, it's all for those last few jobs you clean every day. In the example we just did, for every home over 36 we clean, because you remember 36 was the break-even number, we're making $58 in profit, excuse me, $38 in profit, because 38 was the um, the uh, gross profit to revenue number or percentage that, that, that we came up with, 38%. So uh, if the average job is $100, you know, 38% times $100 is, is, is $38. A job on the average of profit after we hit our break-even number of 36. Uh, for every home under 36, however, we're losing $38 going back and looking at that same example. So if we're going to be making money, it would you know translate looking like this, where we were doing a hundred thousand a month. Um, Sixty-two percent of that would be a, you know your direct expense, your cost of goods sold, leaving you thirty-eight thousand. Thirty of that's going to be taken out by your operating expenses, leaving eight thousand in profit. So what happens if I clean one more home a day? One more home a day times $100 is 100 in revenue. Um, if you remember, my gross profit margin is 38%, so that's $38 in extra profit, assuming that I'm over the break-even point, that I'm doing those 36 homes that we calculated we needed to do each day to break even. Times five, time, five days in a week, 4.33 weeks in a month, that's, um, now the $38 times uh, 5 times 4.33 gives you an extra $823 of profit on a monthly basis. Not bad. Almost $10,000 on a yearly basis. So how do we use this in our business? When Mrs. Jones calls and says she wants to skip that cleaning, you need to be thinking about, well, that's $38 out of my pocket that you know I'm not going to have otherwise it might be the difference between making money and losing money that day and everybody needs to be thinking about that so we need to be coming up with other ways where okay well the day's not bad how about Mrs. Jones can we clean your home tomorrow and explaining all the reasons why that would be beneficial for her to do that just being mindful of this will help you manage your business 
more efficiently and more profitably. So um, thank you for, for, for um, hanging with me here. I know that I'm hitting you with a lot of numbers. I've encouraged you to go to Cleaning Business Today and search on KPIs to uh, get a better look at some of those spreadsheets. I would also encourage you, if you want more of this, to uh, come to Charleston in August um, for the Foundations program as well as the HCT certification. Uh, as part of the Maid Service Success Summit, you get a 10% discount. That expires here at the beginning of August, though, so you want to jump on that now. The discount code is MSSS. Amar, thank you again for uh, giving me an opportunity to participate in this really neat program. And um, again, thanks for your interest in this. Um, good luck and hope to see you in Charleston. Thanks for listening to the ZenMade podcast. And we hope you learned a thing or two that you can implement in your business today. If you're looking for the number one scheduling software for maid services, make sure to go to ZenMade.com and check out our 14-day free trial. If you want to hear more of these talks, you can catch them all at MadeSummit.com. Have a great day.